welcome to another episode of Books That Make Us Better. My name is Kayla Joe. I'm Megan. I'm Lydia. And I'm Jesse. So tonight we are uh, discussing cultivating meaningful work. So we've already discussed before I hit record that we're going to do a little better job outlining because maybe last week we, things got carried away. We, we're not. We can't be sure. Someone leave a comment. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't leave a comment. Or don't. We'll all cry. I'm just kidding. I won't cry. I but I did put a lot of work into editing it. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it took a lot of work too. That was quite the episode. <laughs> it really was. Lydia, you're sounding great tonight. You're not sounding um, internet issuey, so that's good. Yes, wonderful. So yeah. stick. Let's hope it sticks. Okay, so let's dig in. So on this, uh, in this chapter, she is talking about letting go. Oh shit balls. Is that yep, correct? that's it. Right there. Just going to let go shit. of shit balls. <laughs> let go of the but balls. Also, but also self-doubt. Drop <laughs> that self-doubt. Drop it hard. What do I do with it? Let it go? Drop it. Drop it like it's hot. Okay, yeah. Let it go. Keep going. Let it go. <laughs> We believe the power to change lives is within ourselves. We believe with the right attitude, anything can be accomplished. We believe the amount of knowledge and insight available is limitless. But we don't think life should be taken too seriously. Books that make us better. An Alpha Media Podcast. Um, okay, so I'm going to try to sum this first part up um, as best as I can, and then you guys just kind of interject. But if someone is not currently reading the book, I think it would be helpful if we kind of give them like a really quick lowdown of what's going on. Uh, so essentially, early in Brene Brown's research, she said that living a wholehearted life, including engaging in what many people called meaningful work. Uh, so it was basically a kind of a quest of accomplishing things that include gifts and talents, spirituality, making a living, commitment, supposed tos, and self-doubt. Um, and the next part I thought was really funny. She said that um, she felt like these were all extra words. And then she said, much like Steve does when he puts together furniture from Ikea and there's 12 unused screws when he's done. I think I felt that. Uh, so then she ended up kind of taking all of those pieces and then breaking them apart. So do we each want to just snag one and like sum it up really quick? I'm in. That sounds good. Um, all right. Okay. So she starts with saying um, that we all have gifts and talents. So um, there's no reason for you to think that your gift and talent, just because it isn't like, I don't know, noteworthy or word worthy. doesn't mean that it's not a gift or talent. It is a gift or talent. I struggle with this. I'm sure we all do. Anyway, that's one. <laughs> Someone else. Yeah. And then she says that squandering our gifts can bring distress to our lives. So if, um, if we aren't using our talents to create a meaningful, to create meaningful work, then uh, we struggle with feelings of um, emptiness, frustration, uh, disappointment. We feel like we're lacking something in life because um, there's just something's missing. She also found a huge connection uh, between sharing our gifts and talents with the world and the connection to God or the knowing or whatever. 
that may be for a person. And that was how you could feel closest or be closest by sharing your gifts and talents. So then next she goes into using our gifts and talents to create meaningful work takes a tremendous amount of equipment because in many cases, meaningful work is not what pays the bills. So uh, some people have to kind of manage to make everything work. And so they can use their gifts and talents to do works that feeds their soul and their families. Uh, some people can do that, but some people have to kind of piece it together. I think we need to sub commit <laughs> for equipment. Kayla Joe. Is that what I said? You brought your yeah, work a tremendous amount of equipment. <laughs> you know what? Some passions take a lot of stuff. It's true. <laughs> I need things. I got things. I'm, I'm going to say would... this is applicable either way. I but also commitment. I really didn't say anything wrong with it. Hey, how about, how about, how about a commitment to equipment? Yeah. Right. Now we're talking. All right. Now we're all on the same You're page. Welcome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, nobody can tell us what is meaningful to us. Um, that uh, nobody um, gets to tell us if that's whether or not we work outside the home, whether it, we have children or not. Um, really, whatever. So like our gifts and talents, meaning is unique to each one of us. Um, we get to decide what is meaningful to us and how we use that in the world or how we um showcase that to the world and that's something to remember so how do we feel like uh we each do with these i i mean as i said <clears throat> definitely struggle with thinking of my gifts and talents as gifts and talents um so like for example i'll say possibly this could be a talent um is my blunt way of putting things. I think that can be a talent because a lot of people are not uh, able to do that. Um, but I do have the tendency to self-deprecate in that part of my life because I think that I shouldn't be too blunt and women aren't that blunt and I shouldn't act like that and I should be nicer. But like mm, sometimes people need to hear the truth. So I kind of, I struggle on that of like deciding if that's a helpful thing. Well, I think you've thing. been, you've probably been led to believe that that isn't a talent through like social or cultural or situations where people didn't like see it as a talent and it's not for anyone to see necessarily. Like we determine our gifts and talents and they're unique to us. And, but we look, we definitely look for other people to validate them to, to make us feel like they're our gifts and talents. I feel like that's a good point. That yeah. is a great point. Thank you. Because we all want to feel like we belong. And if somebody, you know, so I could see why that would be a difficult one. But I personally love that that part about you. <laughs> Thanks. Because I wish I was more blunt. So I I like it when you are. I Thank would you. agree. I um, also feel like people that are more comfortable with just stepping up and saying it like it is, like, those are kind of the people that it's the most easy to trust because if you're wrong or, you know, like I know that you're a straight shooter. And so when I text you and I'm like, Hey, I want your opinion on this. I know that you're going to give me my opinion, whether I like what you say or not. And so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. I'm always prepared when I say, Hey, Megan, I want your opinion. <laughs> I'm always like, Hey, this opinion could hurt my feelings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but no. I'm not hurting feelings. I love that. 
I, I, I mean, we do. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. No, that's, I respect that about you. Sometimes I'm just a big softy, but, um, I try yeah. not to be cause you're just very logical and you say it like it is. And I love that about you. Well, I try my best and thank you. I'm going to accept that as a compliment. I'm not that's why we're it. no self-deprecating. That's why we're married. <laughs> True. That's why we're married. Allegedly. Allegedly. It's an inside joke, people. Somebody accused us of being married and we were like, okay. A little offended you used the word accused, but that's You're right. fine. <laughs> I'm not sure what else to use. Um, Questions? Questions? All right. Anyway, what about Assumed? you, Lydia or Jesse? Assumed. 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 Question again. I'm so sorry. How do you feel like you do at um, like taking the puzzle pieces and putting it all together? Oh, well, that was the question. So, yeah, like Brene's list, right? Like, okay, thank you. How do y'all do? You're welcome. Welcome back. So, I struggle with the word talent, as we've known in previous episodes. I, to me, that's like, like I struggle at looking at that outside of being able to say draw or paint or create something. Like, I have a hard time looking at talent in any other way. Um, so. I struggle with like determining what my talents would be. Um, but I 100% agree about squandering our gifts brings distress to our lives. When I, I mean, I started out my career in human services and working with pregnant women, babies um, at Early Head Start, and I loved the work. And then I moved into uh, BHIS and I worked with kids with behaviors. And when I left that and I went into communications, while I enjoy the work there, there's still a part missing because like my heart still wants to like help people and have, be able to feel like I've um, done something well in the world and I've left it, you know, better than I found it in some way. And um, then I ran for counsel because I looked at that as like a way for me to have an impact and a way for me to be helpful that I wasn't getting in my career anymore. And so when I read, like when I read that, that's what came to mind because I still feel like I need to be helpful. And like the, I don't know, I guess to me that made sense. Um, oh, it totally does. Thank you for bringing your gifts to city council. But I like being there and, you know, I just felt like I, I was at a point in my life where I felt like I was lost a, a little bit, like, cause I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was doing meaningful work that could help people. And so, um, when that was the choice I made, that was like how I looked at it. Like, this is my chance to help. So, um, that, yeah, I guess I'm kind of blabbering at this point, but that's where I go when I, like, when I read that section. I think that's it. That's a good equation. Cause like anybody can relate to that. Like, what is it that you do on the side? You know, like you have your daytime job, but what is it that you do on the side that really fills your cup of like, what is your gift? What is your talent? How are you using it? So right. I think that's very easily relatable. Well done. <laughs> Jesse's turn. Yeah, Jesse. Uh, I was go like, on. <laughs> well, I did. So I get hung up on minor details sometimes, and so I like kind of got hung up on like, what's the difference between a gift and a talent? Hmm. I, do you have to cultivate yeah, yeah. talent? Like you have to make it, and but like a gift might be just something. Maybe she's you born do with naturally. It. Maybe. 
<laughs> so like I can I can be she get it from her mama. Um, no, like I can be talented in anything I want to like, or I just, again, I get hung up in minor details because I feel the need to be able to discern between the two. Cause they wouldn't be two different, like you words used if they weren't two different things. But in my mind, I can't really make up mm-hmm. a like logical explanation on what's a gift and what's a talent. So then I just kind of like floated around in the swamp of dictionary words. So like, what's going to help you out of that? Do you like, does a metaphor work better or does like the dictionary definition work better? I like both. I just wanted some clear cut answers on to her. What was a gift? Is that just like, I don't understand. And then what's a talent? I want to know the difference. I'm, I I feel like I have both, but I don't know how to categorize them. I am not Brene Brown, but (laughs) I think that I, my understanding of the English language would lead me to believe that a gift is something that you just innately have. Um, so like I would say your attention to detail in this case would be, um, a gift. Um, and then, uh, but then like a talent would be something that you have learned and gotten very good at. So possibly, I don't know, chefery. I'm going to say chefery. Chefery. No, and I can see it that way. Yeah. I mean, if we're Kayla, talking Kayla dictionary Joe, words, it's absolutely chefery. Is okay. Chefery. That would yes. agree. Um, however, I turned to the almighty Googs. And um, <laughs> Googs told me that a talent is the result of genetics and or training. That's literally the opposite. The opposite what? of what Megan. Wait, Megan, Gen- where did you take or training? training? Genetics um, or training. And That's gifts... Just- are given to you to benefit others and not ourselves. I'm feeling very defensive. Which I don't really listen. Don't tell me. Tell Googs. Googs. Um, okay, that kind of makes sense though, because right. gifts you Ooh. give gifts. So it's the things that you mm. give. Hold on, LinkedIn. LinkedIn has something to say. Talents are natural. They can be attributed to a natural genetic material existing within all of us, passed down from generation to mm-hmm. generation. Spiritual gifts, on the other hand, come directly from the spirit of God. Uh, I didn't expect that from LinkedIn. It seems a little pigeonholy because you can't like not. Uh, Listen, like, you know, it's not me. It's LinkedIn. I expected more from LinkedIn, to, to be honest. Dictionary.com. Oh, gosh. Now we're going to spend the next <laughs> half hour discerning the difference. Between I just need you to know that Jesse made the wheels fall off. I'm sorry, yeah. everyone. I just got Ooh, hung up. Go, golden but, girl. Uh, sorry. These are the way like, okay, so part of it is my teacher brain and thinking about what a student might ask because i could totally see someone being like miss palmer what's the difference between gifts and talents even though it wasn't a major part of the section and then me being like huh i don't know and then being like (laughs) wait Um, i just noticed an important context gifts and talents i think that it's not gifts or talents so possibly they're what do we say that word is it's like a twist there's there's two you looking up in a thesaurus what's a synonym synonym thank you are they synonyms because when i was looking up the definition of gift in dictionary.com talent is an option underneath we need it. you know what i'm just gonna tweet at Brene brown and i'm gonna ask quick for clarification and we're quick. just gonna move on i'm sorry for creating let's, such a fiasco let's come, let's come okay, back to seriously if, if you ever did that and that woman like acknowledged Jess, I think I would die. I would yeah, not. I'll do it. Should we all tweet at Brene? 
I don't tweet. Jesse, you can tweet. I'll do it. Okay. But then also come back and tell us what <laughs> what it is that you work hard on. Yeah, please on, come back around to this. But Kayla's okay, gonna what, while what you, you tweet. Like what what are hard what in the things that she outlined is hard for me? Yeah. Or just I don't know, just give us a little little Jesse whiz. <laughs> Wisdom. <laughs> Careful where you're whizzing, please. I mean <laughs> Um, I don't know why I'm shortening words. Don't I don't judge. <laughs> it's true. Words it's, that it's don't cheating. need to be shortened either. Again, Jeffrey, <laughs> I lengthened though. No, I think you made that longer. I like like it. chef. Chef would have been shorter. <laughs> I'm feeling punchy. It's TV words static. The coconut TV static. Um, I mean, I felt pretty good while I was reading about gifts and talents, other than the fact that I couldn't really come up with an idea of how they were different. Um, and I don't believe like, I, I don't feel like I'm squandering my gifts or talents. So but I could see how that would create like disappointment and frustration and resentment in a person. And I definitely have seen it in people when they're not using their gifts and talents. But I've also seen the opposite when someone is using their gifts and talents and, it makes their life, you know, again, more wholehearted. Um, I guess maybe the last one where it talks about like our gifts and talents, um, meaning is unique to each one of us. I definitely am a person who looks towards others for like, not necessarily reassurance, but like, I want someone else to benefit from what I do. And so I want someone else to be happy and express that to me. And then that validates my gift and talent, even though I might already know that I'm good at it or, it's something that I do naturally, like it's nice to have it validated. And I probably looked for that more than I should. I can understand that. Yeah. Have you tweeted at Brene Brown? I have not yet, no. Kayla Joe, it's your turn. Jesse has to tweet at Brene Brown. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I guess uh, I will say on this piece that uh, traditional education's never really been my jam, uh, which means that I've pretty much taken the gifts I was born with and just kind of ran with it. <laughs> and that's how I got to where I am today. That's like an amazing what kind of, story. What kind of formal education is there in speaking? Not a lot. <laughs> but here right. I am. You're right. It's your gift and or talent. <laughs> So I have just uh, made it work for myself. So I guess I'm going to give myself a two thumbs up here. Way up. Satisfactory. I feel satisfactory in this area. Okay. So let's move on to self-doubt and supposed tos. Um, so Brene talks about um, just, I think this is like a societal thing, you know, telling us what we are supposed to do and how that can cultivate self-doubt. Um, so she goes on to have a lot of um, different examples of the supposed to. It's like you're supposed to care about making money, not meaning, or you're supposed to grow up and be a doctor. Everyone's counting on it, blah, blah, blah. So all these supposed to's that we hear from our loved ones or society, our friends or family, um, we, yeah, I mean, we hear those all the time. So then she goes on to, she calls these gremlins, <laughs> all these little voices in our head telling us what we should and shouldn't do. Um, so then she wants us to, you know, talk about how we're going to overcome that. How do we overcome self-doubt? 
and these supposed tos. So um, she said, I, when I heard her say this earlier, that it was like counterintuitive um, to think about writing down these things um, that you think you're supposed to be doing, um, but write it down so that you can look at it and analyze it and be like, what is it here that I'm getting hung up on? Like, what am I so afraid of? Um, and then, you know, using that to help battle and overcome this self-doubt, which I was definitely, when she said that, I was like, oh, I'm not going to write down. <laughs> I don't want to write those down. Those are terrible things. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to write down. You're supposed to not be blunt and rude to people. You're supposed to be kind and gentle. <laughs> I wish you could write it down just like that. <laughs> How would you how would you do dripping that? with sarcasm? There's a font for that. Yeah, right. there is. Type it. Thank you. So one thing that I really um I wouldn't really say I struggle with, but it just like creeps into my brain from time to time. Um not necessarily in radio, but later on, um Brene Brown talks about um we'll get to this in a second, but the slash people. Um, I am a slash person, uh, 110%. And I don't mean one slash. I mean, like four slashes minimum. Um, but I deal, are you guys familiar with like imposter syndrome? Yes. Um, yeah, I have it. <laughs> okay. I struggle with imposter syndrome syndrome a lot. So if you're listening, and you don't know what that is. Essentially it's when like, you are educated on something, but you feel like you don't know anything about the topic. And I feel like that all the time. And then someone will ask me a question and I'm like, holy shit, I know what I'm talking about. But then like, you know, at some time later, this little gremlin, if that's what we're using, pops back into my head and was like, do you really know what you're doing? And I'm like, ah, do I know what I'm doing? Yes. But I, do, I mean, I do. I just... Oh, it's a pain. It is. It's it is. such a struggle. I yeah. That's when somebody else has to build me up. I can get myself in a world of self-doubt, just this big whirlwind of it, and be like, uh -uh. Like when I, I don't know, in the past when I wanted to ask for a raise at a job that I've worked at for such a long time, and I think, oh, there's people that are better than me. Oh, I don't, do, I just do what everyone else does. It's not that great. And then somebody else has to talk me up and be like, no, remember when the reason you even wanted to do this was because X, Y, and Z. I, yeah, so there's gotta be a better way to get out of that. Anybody have recommendations? Anyone? 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 Maybe let's make a, let's make a list or something. Cause I like lists. What? I'm just, I'm going to, let's just brainstorm. I mean, this is totally like, ad hoc. I'm super good at helping my friends realize how great they are. But yeah, um, I, I struggle with that myself. And remembering that, like, I don't know. I, I don't, sometimes I just feel like, um, how did I get where I am? Like, what, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like, who put me here? <laughs> like, yeah. But, <laughs> yes. you know. So maybe if we notice the self-doubt creeping in, we have to find, maybe we have to find our Lydia uh, and whoever that is in our life and be like, hi, I'm struggling with this. Please build me up. I mean, like, right. Me and I'll build you up. I mean, I will. There I'll is no shame, me. like in admitting that to a friend. I mean, we yeah. all need that from time to time. Mm -hmm. And I think Brene talked about this in earlier chapters about having that person that, you know, you can rely on, who's not going to 
you know, listen, you have to know that this person, you know, meets the criteria, right? They're like, not gonna, I'm trying to, I'm really thinking back. They're not gonna uh, be like, oh, I feel so sorry for you. They're gonna like mm-hmm. empathize. Yes. <laughs> They're not gonna sympathize. She, um, she, she talks a lot about across her work, making sure you have people who deserve to hear your story and uh, yes. like are deserving of, of you. And that's, I think, huge because I don't know, I feel like female friendships in general can sometimes be little dicey and uh it's kind of hard sometimes to find solid ones and um and i don't know why that is like i don't i don't really have a good reason to explain it but it's true though you have to have people that are deserving of of you you know what's an interesting point though and not to get too far off of topic and then back um but he talks about how Uh, After the war, when these people from the military started coming in and running our workplaces, and then like just across the board, we took this attitude on with work that emotions aren't allowed in work. And I think that that almost like, because when you said, well, sometimes female uh, relationships feel dicey. Well, females are better at feeling and expressing emotions. So probably that is why it feels dicey. Because there is more emotion to kind of navigate around, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, but it does, you know, kind of feel dicey from time to time. But how that's kind of where we're going wrong with our workplace in 2021 is that now we have this culture that's kind of evolving that understands like people do feel emotions and it's normal for people to have emotions. So now these younger generations are coming through and we're like, hey, but no, we do feel things. And so there's just kind of a shift in the work dynamic. Um so, you know, emotions, energy and motion, that's what they say. Not Brene, but other people. <laughs> Maybe Brene does Maybe say that. I liked that. that too. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah, me too. Diversion. It, yeah, um, it just was a really interesting thing to think about because the militant way of running things just I don't think is the way of the future. I don't think younger generations are really down with that. I'm not. I'm not interested in that. Same. Hard pass. No, I am really loving what like the generations younger than me are um, not tolerating and they're just Same. like, no, this is what we're doing now. And I really and they're just adamant about it. And I have no problem mm-hmm. with majority of it i haven't come across yeah. anything yet that i'm like slow your roll so i like I it agree. yeah they got them mom jeans and they just took on a whole new persona <laughs> I'm here that's all it, it took just some mom jeans <laughs> good pair so, mom jeans that's all we needed good pair. wait let's let's go back to our ad hoc list <laughs> i'm bringing us sorry back. sorry sorry um back to the ad hoc list of what we can do when we are overcome with the um the supposed to's and self-doubt. So we said that we can talk to our Lydia and have them build us up. Uh, does anyone have an idea for what else we can do? We're, we're brainstorming. It's ad hoc. Uh, I feel like phone a friend is my only yeah. idea. Maybe we can make a list. Maybe you, you could meditate. You could meditate. You could meditate. read, you could read Buddha and the badass Yeah, or any other book that you find inspiring. Well, if you need a quick fix, I like meditate. I'm thinking reading a book is not going to be a quick fix, but okay, journaling definitely be something. Yes. We could journal our feelings. Yeah. Or, and like, or like, um, make those lists of things that make you good at whatever it is that you're feeling self-doubt about. If the anyone needs, list. if anyone needs a teammate on family feud, I feel like me and Megan might be really good at this. 
We're here for this. We can come up with a list right now. <laughs> Yellow foods. Go. <laughs> Squash. Banana. Oh my god. <laughs> Are pears yellow? Mm-mm. They're more green, I think. Well, no, they can be yellow when they're they, they there's yellow. yellow. There's some yellow apples. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get back on track. Okay. Um, let's move I to the like, next part. Yeah, we put together a pretty satisfactory list. So, uh, who would like to sum up the last part? Nice to meet you. What do you do? I think you should, Kayla. Because okay. you're a slash. You're a slash. Because yeah, you're a slash. Oh shit! I am a slash. So. <laughs> In this uh, portion, Brene talks about how when we meet another person, we often ask, what do you do? And she said she used to wince every time someone asked this question because essentially her choices were to reduce herself to an easily digestible soundbite. Um, you know, because we are all of these things. Brene says, I am a mom, partner, researcher, writer, storyteller, sister, friend, daughter, and teacher. And she said that all of these things make up who she is. So she never really knows how to answer the question. So in 2009, she met a gal named Marcy, who is an author, speaker, and coach. And, uh, basically she wrote a book, a new model for work slash life success. And she talks about how hundreds of people are pursuing multiple careers at the same time and discovered how slash careers, so researcher slash storyteller slash artist slash real estate agent, integrate and fully express the multiple passions, talents, and interests that a single career cannot accommodate. Uh, and so basically, Brene wanted to share the idea of the slash effect because uh, in the blogging art and writing world, she said she meets so many people who are afraid to claim her, their work. Um, so yeah, I live the slash life. I feel like I've got, oh, especially within the last three months and um, now for sure, about 10 projects going on at one time. But with that said, I feel like because of this, I have the opportunity to fully live the things I'm passionate about all the time. Would also add the caveat that I think it would be more difficult to just like try to live this life at first. I I had to get to a spot where I had built enough that I could kind of branch out to other places. Uh, And that was the easiest way for me to do it. But there's just, you know, a few things that I'm really passionate about. And I think if I devoted all of my time to one thing and ignored other things, then I would be really ignoring stuff that I'm good at, which goes back to where Brene started when she talked about how frustrating it is not to use our talents and passions. So, I mean, it's working out all right for me. So it could work out all right for other people. Yes, I. Yeah, this was I was very interested for her to mention this because yeah, I think that it's not even just like what you, like Kayla was saying, like what you do for work, it's about your passions too and listing all those things. So that was, this was an interesting listen, this portion for me, because I, I don't know what I think of myself as, you know, if someone says like, what do you do? I mean, I probably just answer with my job, but I do way more than that. Well, yeah, I, yeah, me, yeah. Well done, Kayla. Well, I mean, we are so much more than how we make a paycheck. Like, mm-hmm. and I, growing up, my dad would always say, if you work in a field you're passionate about, you'll never work a day in your life. 
Mm-hmm. And I've spent many days working. And um, in my 30s, I just decided that's not really for me. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, having a work ethic and obviously paying bills is for me because, you know, <laughs> you know, we got a credit score to uphold. Weird. Um, weird. But um, I don't want to be tied down. I don't want to be someone that likes looks back in my sixties or seventies. And I'm like, gosh, I spent 40 years real miserable. Hmm. Like at the same place doing the same thing that I wasn't that excited about. Like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. I want to look back and be like, well, you know what? I might've fucked up a few times, but I did all right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and not worry about what we fucked up. Nah. Accept it. It Yeah. So for me, the slash life is uh, real good. Yeah. I, it, plus it's like, I had a friend who called that, um, uh, being a Renaissance that you can't just settle for one thing. And while you might be talented or gifted, and I'm not sure, uh, in many things. And so you do those many things. And I 100% agree with that feeling of while I love my job, I also love creating on the side, like knitting on the side or um, like, I don't know, taking care of my kids, whatever, reading. Like I am all those things. I am a reader. I'm a knitter. I'm a maker. I used to, I used to do um, my sewing, whatever, uh, as like a side gig job thing. And I mean, that, that was what brought me just so much joy in life. That is what kept me going was having all those little things. I I don't think we have to be just one thing. I think you're totally right. Be all the things that you want to be the end. Well, and I, um, so I actually changed as I was reviewing, um, this chapter. So she talks at the very end of a quote and it says, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive and go do it because what the world needs is people who have come alive. And like, that's, honestly how I feel about my, a lot of the things that I do, uh, ask me about your dog and you'll see me come alive. I mean, really true. Like it's just my jam and it brings me happiness. And that's what we should be pursuing. In my opinion, the things that just make us light on fire, not literally figuratively. Yeah. Figuratively for it. As the Bridgerton man said, what was his name? Do we remember from Bridgerton? Goodness, I forget his name, but I remember him. (laughs) We remember him. He was like the count or something. Do not forget the Viscount. Was he the Viscount? But yeah, but yeah, yeah. Right. Well, whoever he was, he burned for her. So you guys get you a passion that you burn for, like he burned for her. Yep. How's that for pop culture reference? Should we talk about digging deep? Yeah, dig deep. Uh, so we'll start with the getting deliberate. Um, so she says it took her time to um, get together or get her work together and find a way to be um, meaningful with it. So um, m- maybe... Well, I think she says that she just wants her work to be inspiring, contemplative, and creative. And so she's using that, you know, she set her goals and she's using that to decide 
um, what she will do or what sort of commitment she's going to make. So, so maybe you get deliberate by writing down what your goals are for yourself um, when it comes to, yeah, work and <laughs> self-doubt and, uh, you know, make that list and filter out all the things that don't fit in the list. Maybe easier said than done, but once you get going, I think once you get trying, yeah, it could be, it could be good. <laughs> yeah. I like that, Megan. That was good. Get inspired. <clears throat> let's let's see Lydia, how long we can Jesse? do it. Jesse, I know we should have just sat. In you the were <laughs> you were excited about the alchemist. Oh, I girl! That... I just talked for ten minutes about living a slash life. I'm ready to just have a sip of Dr Pepper. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dr Pepper Zero. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, in get inspired, she gives a couple of references to some books that she mentioned earlier, including Marcy's book, The One Person, Multiple Careers. Um. She talks about a book called The Outliers, and then also The Alchemist. And how she um, has used those to help um, create criteria for meaningful work and this wholehearted journey. And that she commits to reading The Alchemist um, at least once a year because it's a powerful way to see the connection between our gifts, our spirituality, and our work, slash or not. And how they come together to create meaning in our lives. So to get inspired, check out those uh, publications. Not really a publication, but a book. I like publication. You're welcome. It's very fancy. I wasn't taking that section, but I did it anyway, you guys. Good job, you. <laughs> Today I oh. heard a fancy way of saying light. Luminary. Oh, a luminary. Oh, yeah. A so, yeah. That was fancy. I like it. I like. It makes me think of being on a plane and they say that the aisle will illuminate in case of a water landing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird thing to remember and I'm here for it. I'm definitely afraid of plane crashes. Okay. Yep. I mean, I think everyone is, right? Yes. But I don't I'm, want to die in a plane crash. I'm not. I have unrealistic fears about plane crashes. That's Je what it is. <laughs> Jesse, with you. <laughs> Jesse just dipped her toe in the swamp. She's back. <laughs> I'm always in the swamp. I don't know how we got back to the to the Black Lagoon, but we made it. She said, oh, "No, not illuminate." Luminary? Is that what you said? Luminary. Yeah, and then you took it a completely you took it to plane crashes because I pay attention when they tell me what to do in the case of an emergency. I'm always ready, guys. Illuminary, illuminate. They oh, sound yes. similar. Yeah. I can see where we got there. Let her off the, the hook. Good job, you. Flight attendants, squirrel, whatever. It's my brain. <laughs> Gift or talent? <laughs> I tried my best. Here we are. All right. Who's who's going to get going? Lydia. I think I probably am. Um, so really, what she says is so great that I'm just going just gonna to go with it. Brene says, make a list of the work that inspires you. Don't be practical. Don't think about making a living, think about doing something you love. And there's nothing that says you have to quit your day job to cultivate meaningful work. There's also nothing that says your day job isn't meaningful work. Maybe you've just never thought of it that way. What's your ideal slash? What do you want to be when you grow up? What brings meaning to you? All good questions and all good things to look at when you're evaluating a wholehearted living way of life. Mm. I want to I'm just thinking about the answers to those questions 
She write it down. down. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna write it down. Okay. All right. We did well, it. We came full circle. Mm-hmm. Nobody had internet issues. Nobody brought up turkey meatloaf. Jessie oh. found herself in the swamp again. We just did. We can <laughs> turkey <favorite>. meatloaf. <laughs> Your old favorite. It was. Uh, I mean, did we? Do we have any car wrecks? The wheels came off once. We're pretty good. That was pretty good. I still don't know the difference between gift and talent. Brene Brown, <laughs> tell us the difference. Please. Just leaving me in that swamp. I might have been in another swamp, but now I'm in this one. Tweeter, tweeters. I'll just, I'll wormhole past, it all night long. What's the past tense of tweet? Swamp. Yeah, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? You're welcome.